Welcome back to Work, Love, Pray, Real Talk, Grounded in Truth. I'm Jordan Johnston. You just don't get it. Did you hear a word I said? You're impossible. We're never going to see eye to eye on this, so I'm done trying. Okay, I promise I haven't lost my mind. <laughs> just sharing some things you might have heard at some point in a conflict with someone. Maybe you've uttered some of these things to someone, or maybe you've been on the receiving end of these things. Conflict is just kind of an unavoidable part of life. We will all be in some kind of disagreement before we die. I hate to break it to you. Maybe at work, maybe in a relationship, or maybe even at church. Joining me today to talk about conflict and how to better avoid it with better communication is Lisa Adams. Lisa has a contagious enthusiasm for training and coaching leaders at all level of an organization. She utilizes her 20 plus years in management to coach leaders to intentionally develop their own leadership skills and mentor their teams for long-term success. She and her husband, Mike, have been married for 20 years. Congratulations. And they have two teenage sons in high school. Mike has been a pastor for 23 years for three different churches. So Lisa understands a life in ministry and business and also brings a perspective to the ministry side of things. Mm -hmm. She is also an active mentor in our mentor program, and she is the leader of the Forward Saratoga Springs local group in New York. So Lisa, welcome, and thank you for tackling this topic with us. Oh, thank you, Jordan. I'm so excited to be here. I just love Forward. I love doing mentor work, and I love my ladies over in Saratoga Springs. Big shout out to my group. We just got the group started in 2019, so it's uh, we're a few months in, and we love it. Thank Aww. you so much for having me on to talk about this interesting and touchy topic. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, thank you for being here. And in case y'all, you'll figure it out. She also had a podcast at some point. So this will be just fun for me. <laughs> <laughs> now you work with managers and leaders mainly, but yes. as we mentioned, you're also a pastor's wife. So I feel mm. like you probably see your fair share of conflict, right? Yes, definitely. So are, there, are there different types of conflict or do most conflict situations fall into the same category? Uh, well, it's interesting. Conflict really, I like to bucket it into two different areas. One is healthy conflict. And let me define that. Mm -hmm. um, healthy conflict is about issues, topics, and it includes generally a face-to-face -face conversation, a healthy conversation, right? Then there's the unhealthy conflict that we do see probably more times than not. And that can tend to get about people, maybe personalities, and can really uh, combine destructive responses um, like gossiping or hypercriticism or um, passive aggressiveness or finger pointing, things like mm -hmm. that. Uh, so that could be the, the unhealthy conflict when healthy conflict is really just Let's just discuss an issue and and have a, a mature conversation about it. Does that make mm. sense? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of times the unhealthy conflict is around how we respond or if I use my air quotes, react or <laughs> overreact, right? Mm -hmm. In a situation that may not be conflict, maybe just some differences of opinion and the way we react or overreact could really trigger it into truthfully a big conflict. Mm. So what mm. makes conflict inevitable? Mm. We're human. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> that was the biggest one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we live in a fallen sinful world. I mean, mm. we're each so different in so many ways. I mean, how we were raised, our personalities, our life experiences, um, our mindset, our faith. Do we mm -hmm. have a faith? Do we not have a faith, right? That what grounds us. Um, so by nature, Conflict's inevitable. It's just going to happen. I mean, look at Cain and Abel, right? right. Adam and Eve's mm -hmm. first sons. Cain killed Abel. You could look at Genesis 4 for that. Why? He was jealous. 
Mm. It was conflict. It started, yeah. It's been around forever. So yeah, it's just, it really is inevitable. <laughs> Well, and like you said, and like with Kate and Abel, it can go personal so quick. So mm. why is it that we are so quick to assume that conflict is this personal attack? Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Good question. Um, you know, I think it is a lot around, you know, the the culture that we're in right now. Mm-hmm. I hate to say that. I mean, I think a lot of people are kind of saying that a little bit too much, but People tend to get offended more easily than they ever have. Mm. A joke can't even be a joke anymore sometimes. Um, Professionals are calling each other's names. It's crazy. There's... I'm even seeing a problem with uh, professional etiquette lately that mm. there, there isn't much of it or people are forgetting what it is because things have gotten so casual. So um, I think it... I don't believe that... Um, I think a lot of times people just aren't talking too. Mm -hmm. Um, So we automatically assume that it goes personal. Um, And actually, it's really strange that we have more and more tools and knowledge at our disposal for handling conflict than we probably ever have. But yet managing conflict still is a challenge for most people in organizations. So it's Mm -hmm. really kind of an interesting situation that we see out there. And then, Jordan, you add on, you know, email and social media, right? First time in history that we've had this kind of human relationship problem where people just aren't, they're not talking. Right. 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 They are, but they're not. (laughs) Exactly. So if you combine maybe the not talking and getting easily offended, um, you combine those two things and it's like a really bad cocktail. And then Mm -hmm. the hangover really becomes wounded relationships. And it's just, it just, it can get really ugly. So with the people yeah. that you're coaching, how often does conflict and conflict resolution come up? Mm, pretty regularly. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times it's around the communication and, mm. and giving context to things. Um, I, I find so many leaders that aren't necessarily giving context to maybe their decisions. Mm. Um, mm. and uh, they're not like, for instance, I'll give you a story. I have one leader, um, a few years back, he, um, over the course of three years, he decided to make three major organizational changes and, um, but without giving a lot of context, he was kind of an introvert, very deep thinker, thought that this was, his intent was good. He thought that this would really help the organization and help grow it, but without giving any context to the audience and especially to his staff, over the course of those three years, he had 50% turnover. Oh my goodness. Yes. And this is an organization that's about a hundred people. That's huge. So in a lot of ways, it was poor communication. In some ways, I would even say poor leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and it just... It just compounded uh, a lot of frustration with people, and it, and it was just poor communication, really, and a lot. I mean, really, it, it was a it was a simple fix that he didn't realize. Yeah. Well, what I'm Does hearing is, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And what I'm and what I'm hearing is that communication plays a really key role in conflict. <laughs> One can only assume then that healthy conflict comes from healthy communication, right? I mean, that's that's right. what you're getting at. So what are some practical tips you would give to each communication style? Because there are different styles. Um, and mm. how, how can we prep ourselves to proactively anticipate how the person opposite us will be communicating? Um, because, I mean, that is important. You need to know how you're going to communicate, but then also be at least familiar with maybe how other people are going to be communicating back to you. 
So true. So true. And Jordan, I do a lot of work with disc styles. I know mm-hmm. um, we've talked about Enneagrams on uh, with Forward as well, yeah. but with yeah. disc, with the four main disc styles, I do a lot of work on that as far as the communication. So there's the, um, the dominant style, influence style, steadiness, and conscientious. Mm. And so with those styles, um, I like to... L- train people about the different styles of what's your style and then what is the style of the person that you're talking to or maybe in conflict and how is this person um, react in conflict. So if I could take a couple minutes, I'll go through kind of the four styles a little bit and how they handle conflict. How's that sound? Sure. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. So if we talk about the dominant style, which is the D style, they're very outgoing, fast-paced, action-oriented people, but they're also skeptical and questioning. So they tend to be very tough-minded, direct, um, forceful in some cases if they're really um, getting in conflict and getting aggressive. And uh, they will really focus in on, in the conflict, they'll focus in on the logic mm-hmm. and winning. <laughs> they yeah. want to they win, right? So, uh, so with the D style, understanding that that's where that person is coming from and how they might be in conflict can be really helpful. Now, Another style, the I style, which is what I am, is uh, influence in the mm-hmm. disc styles. And I's tend to be very fast-paced, um, action-oriented as well, but people-people. They're not skeptical like the dominant style folks. They're very warm and accepting, enthusiastic, love collaboration, right? Really high energy. And um, with the influence style, they tend to um, be very lively and optimistic, but in conflict, They'll focus on um, expression and feelings. So they could really kind of, you know, be really expressive, maybe yelling, (laughs) you know, really talking about their feelings quite a bit Mm -hmm. in conflict. Um, And so being aware of of that person and how they're coming across is also important. Now, to go down to the steadiness style, the S style, these folks are much more moderately paced and cautious, reflective. Um, They think before they speak, unlike the D's and the I's. Um, D's and I's generally don't think before they speak. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which can be challenging. So the S's or steadiness style um, are very thoughtful. They're very empathetic people. They're great listeners. I call them the counselors in an organization, mm-hmm. whereas the I's are the cheerleaders, the D's can be the leaders, the S's are the counselors. And they're very um, even-tempered, patient, accommodating, um, very tactful. But in conflict, they may tend to, um, to turtle, And they're going to focus in on feelings and maybe get consensus more than anything else. So that's where they're they're going to tend to focus is wanting to have consensus when there's conflict. Um, And that might drive other people crazy, right? So we each have our tendencies that can be really good or bad. And then the last style is the C of the conscientious style. And these folks are also more even-tempered. They think before they speak. They're moderately paced. They're very logical and very skeptical. And they tend to be analytical and very precise people um, and very private as well. And in conflict, they will really focus in on the logic and justice 
uh, of what's going on, what's fair, right? And so they'll fight for fairness. Um, and so when we go into conflict with these other styles, it's good to know, like for instance, as an I, as an influence style, if I'm going to go into conflict with an S, a steadiness style who's very empathetic and thoughtful, I'm going to have to tone down my maybe outbursts or maybe my my speech and um, and and cause myself to be a bit more calm. Does that make sense? It does. And it's, so this reminded me of, um, past couple of times we've had a forward team meeting, um, a big, like yearly, we get together and do some mm-hmm. team building and all that. And disc is one of the ones that we love to use. And the last time that we all got together, we went through it again. I mean, we've gone through it probably a handful of times, but every time we go through the disc, it's just so interesting mm. to kind of relearn each other in a way. Um, like I, I believe I'm a C (laughs) I should know. Um, but I, that sounded like me. It sounds like every other personality thing that I've done. Um, and you know, so then I, you know, I'm, my role is pretty behind the scenes in the sense that, you know, I'm not traveling really, I'm not going anywhere. So I keep a lot of things just running, which is great for my personality type because I don't want to be in the spotlight. Right. And we all love that because you got, you you're accurate and stay on top of the details, which is perfect. Right. Right. And then, you know, we have and have had more of like the D's and the I's on the team and you're right. I mean, it, it, we need each other, but we also forget that we need each other sometimes. And with the way that we talk to each other, it can get interesting sometimes. And, you know, we, so in doing these exercises and going through this, it's been really good for us because we have been able to talk about communication and communication style. And, you know, I, I don't want a phone call every time you have a question. I prefer a text or I prefer an email because it lets me keep doing what I'm doing and I don't have to hit pause. And, you know, but then there are other people that, you know, maybe I need to to get over that. And, you know, they they want a phone call and it's not because they're trying to be difficult. It's, you know, they, they want that connection. They want that personal, as personal exactly. as they can get with a, you know, remote team that we have mm-hmm. mainly, you know, but that the you know, it's important to them. And so I, yeah, I I appreciate you going through that because it is something probably that a lot of us, especially professionals, we've done disc. I mean, strength finders is another one. Yeah. Um, Enneagram, like you said, I mean, I feel like everybody's done that one probably, (laughs) but it's, it's just interesting how the more you do, the more I feel like at least on my, you know, end of things, you are solidified in Oh yeah, this is really me because now three different things have told me <laughs> this is what so I am. True. You know, and and yeah. that just makes it that in my opinion that much more exciting, I think, when when you keep getting validated like that because then you know, I know what to work on. I know what my communication strengths and also weaknesses are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and as a team, you know, going back to, you know, us as a forward team, it has definitely helped us and I think, you know, in taking the time to really learn our own communication styles, but also the preferences and styles of everyone around us. Um, we're just, we're operating so much better now. And, you know, so it's worth, it's worth the, the time and the effort and, you know, kind of the uncomfortableness too. (laughs) It's not always fun to be like, yeah, I want to be talked to you, but don't talk to me like this, you know? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. That's exactly how I was talking to you. So thank you for calling me out on that. Oh my goodness. It is. It's so true. And I, I like to remind people when I'm doing a training with, with leadership, teams or coaching. Remember good intent. Mm. Because sometimes I think because 
our culture does automatically go to the personal thing that people tend to think, oh my goodness, this person is out to, you know, to hurt me or to throw me under the bus or to ruin my career. And that's may not, that could be the case, but that's rare. Most of the time, it really is just a communication difference. And it may just be, okay, let's remember good intent. And I'm going to go into this calmly or cool yeah. myself down first before I get all hot headed, which is me. And as my yeah. husband will attest <laughs> and, and just to calm it down and say, okay, so what, what happened here? Um, mm. and, and this person does have a different style. So let me approach it differently and think through it, um, differently and assume that there's good intent here, that this person's intent was not to, um, to discredit me or nitpick at me or whatever. Um, I'm going to assume their good intent and assume that we're all trying to get the same thing done. And it really is just a communication style difference. Mm. Yeah. And at forward, we love to always include kind of an all encompassing aspect, any conversations we have. Mm. So, you know, talk about the professional side, talk about relationship side, but then also talk about faith and church side. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's another place that conflict likes to live um, is church. And, you know, it, it's, it's sad. And we'll talk about it a little bit later. But, you know, as a Christian, you are going to come up against conflict. And yes, so I'd love to hear from you how at work specifically, let's just talk about the work side of it for now. Okay. How do you biblically handle conflict. Mm. So let me tell you a quick story. Um, and it'll kind of tie into the, the dist differences, mm-hmm. um, way back when in my career, <clears throat> I I was uh, a senior manager. There was four of us senior managers and I had a senior director that we all reported to. She eventually left the company and all four of us actually, uh, applied for the position. And fortunately, I was the lucky one that got promoted. So I got promoted above my three peers who I respected very heavily. But what was interesting, and I didn't understand DISC at this time, I wish I had, um, we all had very different styles. Mm-hmm. And I'm, you know, that I, I have some logic to me, but I have that I side to me that is very enthusiastic and collaboration. So I was like, oh, this is going to be great. We're all going to work well together. And you guys are so valuable. I'm so glad we're all working together. Well, one of the women on the team uh, who was a peer, it was now a direct report, she was a C style. Mm. And uh, probably more like CD, actually. She was very driven, results-oriented, but s- extremely challenging and skeptical. Mm. And I just thought, working with her, she just didn't like me. Mm. And and I don't think that was the case. I think she just had a very different style than I did. And I really wish that I was able to, um, to learn that or understand that back then. In that work environment, it would have been very helpful for me. And the good thing is now I do know it, so I'm able to utilize it in work. And I think to get back to your question, Jordan, as far as how do you handle um, conflict at work biblically and as believers in the work environment, it is so important to set a good example because we are Jesus to the mm-hmm. people around us, whether mm-hmm. they realize it or not, and whether they have a faith or not, we have to set that 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 really good example as best we can. I mean, we're, we're fallen people and we're all going to screw up, right? Yeah. Um, but I've got three key steps that I really like to focus in on as far as really handling conflict. First is admit that there's conflict, right? Most of the time people blow it off and never address it until it really blows up. 
So admit either there's differences or maybe it's a style preference um, or if it really has gotten to the point where we would consider it conflict, um, admit that there is conflict. Don't just blow it off and ignore it because it will get worse. So Mm. that's the first thing. The second thing is, and this is one I think is more of my pet peeve than anything. The second thing is own your stuff. Mm. Own your part in the conflict. Don't play the victim. Yeah. I have seen this at work. I have seen this at church. It is so frustrating when somebody just puts all the blame on one person for a conflict and 99% of the time, a real conflict is with both people. Right. Um, so you've got to own your part in it. What, what could I have done differently? What responsibility do I need to own here in this situation? So that's really the second part. And the third is really Matthew 18, verses 15 through 17. Go directly to that person that you're in conflict with to resolve it. Too many times I see people gossiping or going to others for resolution or go to somebody else and complain about it, and that solves nothing. It just makes it worse. So just go be a mature adult and go and have a conversation with them and say, you know, geez, I I think I may have upset you, um, or you showed this behavior in our meeting today. I want to understand what's happening. Um, You know, I think I had an impact or, or how I handled this. I thought about it and I think I handled the situation poorly and I, Mm -hmm. I want to apologize. Right. So admit you're wrong, admit your part in it and go and have a conversation. Okay, let's let's get maybe a little bit uncomfortable. Let's talk about the church conflict. I mean, because again, your husband is a pastor, so you've yes. spent a long time in the church community and kind of honestly behind the scenes of a church community, which makes you the perfect person, unfortunately, maybe for you to ask why is there so much passive aggressive conflict within the church? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> This is yes. a, this is a free space. You can talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, it's challenging sometimes being a pastor's wife. I've gotta, I've gotta bite my tongue a lot. But mm. I think what's interesting about let's define passive aggressive behavior yes. first, yes. okay? Um, so when we think about passive aggressive behavior, it's. I'm sure we want to, you know, you want to think about situations when you desperately want to lash out or express your anger at someone but you don't want to have a full-scale conflict. Mm. So passive-aggressive can be the perfect solution. We can punish somebody without having them call us out on it, and we don't look like the bad guy, right? Right. So some of the passive-aggressive behaviors are the eyes rolling, ignoring people, the nitpicking, you know? So basically, I can, I can point out somebody's faults without looking like the bad guy. So thus, passive-aggressive behavior in a church setting is kind of probably the favorite go-to response. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I see it at work too. I see it at work, you know, in, uh, in the, the corporate environment as well. So, um, yeah, so that's why I think we see so much of it. It's, it's just, I can still lash out at somebody indirectly. Um, they're not going to call me on it and I don't look like the bad guy. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's easier. You know, you, like you said, you don't want to get your hands dirty with a full-blown mm-hmm. conflict, but you still mm-hmm. want your opinion to be heard. (laughs) So you just sugarcoat it with something that you think is just going to hide the fact that you are not handling a situation very well. (laughs) Instead of going to that person or just having a conversation, like saying you're sorry, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. or 
or your behavior was this and it hurt my feelings and this is the impact it had on me. You know, yeah. it, it is really hard to do it. I, I get it. I, I have a hard time with it too. Um, mm. Many times I have to stew on something for a couple of days, calm myself down, and then I can go and talk to somebody about it right. um, or go to that person. So I get it. It is, it is hard and yeah. a lot of people avoid it. And so that's why um, the passive aggressive behavior tends to be a favorite go-to in or out of the church. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because it's easier. We like easy. <laughs> well, when, you know, as we come to the end of this conversation, mm. when you're in a conflict, you've tried everything, you've really thought about your, your communication style, you've taken into account the other person's style, but it's just not going anywhere. It, can't, it seems like it can't be resolved no matter what you do. What should you do at that point? Mm. Yeah, this is so hard. Um, <clears throat> back in, you know, during our 20 years of, of ministry, um, there was one situation and I will pr- use different names to protect the people. But um, several years back, there was uh, two families and, and um, one woman, I'll call her Wilma, <laughs> <laughs> did something truly wrong to her friend Betty, and mm-hmm. uh, and she was definitely out of line. I mean, it was not a good thing, and and Betty was just absolutely furious about it, and and clearly hurt. And then Wilma w- wanted to go to her and say, you know, geez, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. She was very humbled by it. She went to my husband to talk about it, and um, but the challenge became. Betty was so upset by it. And I think really it triggered something else in her um, Mm. that she wouldn't even talk to Wilma and still hasn't. And it's been several years Mm. and um, just wouldn't even talk to her, wouldn't even allow her to apologize. And and really, you know, that's the biblical thing. You, You realize you messed up. I need to go apologize. Right. And so, so Wilma had screwed up and realized this and was trying to do the biblical thing to make it right. And Betty would just got furious, angry, um, even righteously arrogant about the whole thing. Um, and it just, it really went bad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, and it's so sad to see that, um, to where the person wasn't even allowing grace, um, to happen in the situation. And I get the boundaries. I get the fact that maybe they weren't going to be friends again, but, um, but please allow that person to, they need a savior too, right? Like they need to be shown some grace and, and allow them to apologize at least and try and make it right. So the sad thing is in those situations, um, when Wilma really did try to um, make it right, um, it just got to the point where the other family ended up moving away. <clears throat> uh, Wilma's family ended up leaving the church. It was really sad. Oh, wow. but, but in those situations, sometimes it just won't get resolved. Mm-hmm. So what I recommend to people is, you know, be polite. If you see that person, say hi, be polite, but you don't have to engage, mm-hmm. right? You, you've When you've done everything in your power to try and make it right, sometimes you just can't fix it because you just don't know what else is going on in that other person's heart or mind. And, um, and so that's where we can just only do what we can do as humans and apologize and do the best we can. And then you just have to... Um, kind of let it go, unfortunately. And it's hard. It's very hard. I've been in those situations myself and they're tough. What would you qualify just to kind of maybe end this on a little bit positive note? Um, <laughs> what would you qualify as a good, healthy resolution to conflict? Like how should we weigh a situation when we're in it and say, okay, we're good. This, this ended in a good spot. We can move forward from this. 
Great question. What I would say is when they do get to that point of, okay, um, you've apologized, we've tried to make it right, we've come to maybe clarification as to mm-hmm. what happened or the differences, um, to just say, okay, so this is what I meant, um, and okay, so this is where what would be great for us moving forward. Um, let's agree to to go forward in this. Like for instance, I'll say um, I had a disagreement, um, and it was really just kind of a style difference or a language difference. And once we understood that what I said was really not a big deal. It was incidental. This person took it a little bit strongly. And we, once we understood what our wording was um, and how we agreed, now we had a plan of action. Okay, if this ever triggers again, let's just call each other really quickly. Right? It was a colleague. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was a colleague and it was how we were working together. And, um, and thankfully, when something started to trigger again, I just called her. I said, mm-hmm. hey, we're going down that bad path again. And <laughs> she laughed, yeah. actually. Aww. She laughed and she said, you're right. You're right. That's bad. And so then we just clarified it and we moved on. And she just has a very different style than I do and thinks differently about, about some of these projects. And so once you can get to the agreement of how are we going to move this forward, then it's good. And also, you know, hey, you're forgiven. This is good. Let's, let's move forward. We're still friends. We're still colleagues. We still like working with each other, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and it's... And it's doable. That's Absolutely. the thing. We, we don't have to go into conflict going, this is never going to work out. And yes. we're just always going to hate each other. No, no, not no. really. <laughs> if you're willing to, to do some work and be honestly humble, there's some humility right. that comes into this. Oh, yeah. You know, let it go a little bit. Um, you know, it's, it's doable, everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. And just kind of a final thought on it um, yeah. is remember a good intent. Again, I mentioned it earlier, but remember good intent. Assume that people are, are coming at things with a positive, good intent and that there just may need to be some more context around what they're doing or saying or thinking. Um, and also think through whether or not, is this really conflict or are we just having a different point of view or preference maybe, or just a different style, Right. And that's, mm-hmm. that's really it. Something to, to kind of keep in mind that, and like you said, it is fixable. Most of the time, conflict is really, um, it is fixable. And it's yeah. usually a small thing, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're glad you joined us for this conversation about conflict and how you can try to avoid it by utilizing healthy communication and understanding your personal communication style. For more information about this episode, please visit our website, forwardwomen.org. That's the number four, W-O-R-D-W-O-M-E-N.org. And then click on podcast at the top of the page. As you move forward on your journey to work, love, and pray well, don't forget to make time for real talk grounded in truth.